just like that, Ethan, here we are convening for the 50th episode of the Grunge Bible Podcast. I think that means we're getting close to our pension, so we can finally retire from yeah. this shit. Grunge Bible is back. Haven't missed a beat. 50 weeks strong in a row. You're right. We're one step closer to retirement, Chris. Yeah, we don't um, miss. Yeah, we, we have no idea how long, you know, it's like the song that never ends just goes on and on, my friends. And that can be Grunge Bible sometime. Now, you know, we're getting into that. We're 50 episodes deep. We love talking about that shit. So uh, we're going to do that a little bit more. What does that mean to you, Chris? What does 5-0 mean? I don't and know. That's I mean, if I, you turn 50 years old in life, I mean, that's like, you know, They say you're over the century. hill. Then they they yeah. say you're old and, you know, you're going you're gonna to retire soon. You're going to start forgetting stuff and you can't move around. But I, I, still, feel, I still feel spry. I don't think... <laughs> I don't think the first 50 episodes have put a, a load on my back necessarily. So Yeah, if you had to uh, kind of attach a an age to 50 episodes, what would it be? Are we like uh, are we still in our 20s or what are, where are we at? I don't know. I don't think we're I don't think we're in our 20s anymore. I think maybe like a crisp 31. You think 32. we're in our 30s? I think so. Okay. Nice. Oh, what, what about you? I mean, I'm I'm not like 22. I don't know. I'm trying to think of like what, I don't know what the average podcast or how many episodes they get through, but some people like, you know, Kafaro, he's done hundreds, you hundreds. know what I mean? Like he's way deep and some people are uh, like, yeah, hundreds, at least 250 and stuff. And some people start but some and people, they skip and then they, and they mess. Out. Yeah. They miss and yeah. mess up and they so fade thinking, away. I'm thinking right around quarter life, like 25 to 32. Okay. That's, that's right. probably, that is probably is a good uh, Seems representation. Seems then. I think so. That's good. So how, how are you today, Ethan? Uh, I'm doing I'm doing well, Chris. It's uh, we are recording this on a rainy Monday. Um, rainy for you, re- yeah, rainy for me. And um, and yeah, it was a, it was a low key weekend. Um, I worked a little bit, but um, it was actually a free weekend. And I find myself when I have free weekends, um, I feel like they don't come around very often. And when they do, I kind of don't know what to do with myself. Yes. And I want to be really active, but I also want to rest. And I get really like anxious like i feel like i wasted yesterday morning because i was trying i was paralyzed with like what i wanted to do how i wanted to spend my free time and what was like the best use and and i freaking hate that i hate when i'm like just trying to relax and i do this dumb thing where i'm like trying to make the most of everything and do certain and like try to be productive in every certain way and i don't know why i can't just freaking relax and just sometimes sometimes you know it's just like you know, what the heck? You know, I don't know how, I'm just like, come on, like, what are you doing? You get a free weekend, you don't need to be doing anything, you're, you're stressing yourself out. So, but I mean, it was a great, I did, you know, I didn't have to do anything. So no yeah. matter what, I had a really good day after, That's I mean, good. we got things, got things rolling and, you know, I went and saw Jackass in theaters. Very nice. Um, which was awesome. And then the NBA All-Star Game. And I, I love, I love Jackass. I don't know about you, but yeah, sometimes, sometimes I find myself in that position where I'm just like, like, hold on, you need to just, you need to just enjoy, uh, you know, yeah. being busy or not being busy. But like, <laughs> Yeah, pick one, stick to yeah. it and, and, and be where you are. No, I, I feel the same way. I've gotten a lot worse at that as I've gotten older. Um, you work, you know, 60 hour weeks or whatever, and you're training and, and all that stuff. And then you get to, there's nothing to do. And there's nothing you have to do, which is a good thing. But you just sit there like, fuck, like. I got to be doing something and you feel guilty for sitting on the couch at 1030 on a Saturday or a Sunday. And like, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, you know, put, put feet on the ground and start moving. But sometimes you just, just gotta, just gotta take it easy. And uh, I, think- I, I agree. It's, it's difficult to do sometimes, but glad to hear today's a little bit feeling good. And uh, you enjoyed some, some downtime. 
Yeah, I think a lot of times it comes down to being in my house, you know, your house. Yes. Sometimes, like, if you get You'll stuck in crazy. your house, yeah, you just got to get out. And not that I spend that much time in. It's a weird, it's a weird dichotomy. I feel, I feel you that know? working from home, you know, by yeah. the end of the day, certainly by the weekend, you wake up on Saturday and you're like, all right, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta get a scene change here real quick. Uh, yeah. See some, see some different things. How are you uh, feeling this Monday? I'm feeling pretty good. Yeah. So we're recording this on, on Monday, the 21st. Uh, this will be coming out on, on Friday of this week. And um, yeah, I was, I was not doing well last week. Um, I had a good week, you know, after recording last week, uh, a good weekend. I'll put it this way, Ethan, my tank is empty, but my cup is full. Um, yeah, this, this, nice. this, was a, this was a fun weekend. Uh, you know, got together with some friends, uh, spent some time with some family, uh, did did some manual labor uh, for the family, a little, little remodeling action going on. But uh, yeah, this weekend had a little bit of everything. And then, um, yeah, I really, really can't complain. Um, I mean, that's what it is. I mean, sometimes like last week, I w- wasn't feeling the greatest. I was kind of in a, a little bit of a rut, but you try your best to stay the course and, uh, you know, take what you can get and leave the rest. And uh, mm-hmm. here we are, you, you fight on through. And uh, yeah, I, I, I can't complain. Something that will cheer you up, and I think you'll be happy to know this, um, that this is our last episode in the month of February. Oh, thank God. Thank God, dude. This Finally. Is worst, this, this is the worst month. It's been the worst month. I'm glad we bring it up every every week. Um, it's just been such a, it's just such a drag. I'm just ready to be, you know, ready to be done with it. And uh, this is our last episode because then, you know, whoever made the calendar, like we were talking about earlier, whoever made the calendar was smart to make this a shorter month than the rest. They're like, you know what? They we're knew what chop, they were doing. <laughs> the chop off month. Two, yeah, chop, chop off a few days at the end of the month for the people. It's the least they could do for us. I mean, you take it on the chin all month and you finally, they're like, <laughs> all right, we, we feel kind of bad. So we're going we're gonna to chop a couple days off and let you get a move on into March. And uh, I'll tell you, man, the springtime cannot come soon enough. We're getting a little, little little tickle of spring today here uh it's it's in the upper 50s 60s and i noticed the sun is hanging around just a little bit longer each day which mm-hmm. uh is one of my favorite things so i'm holding yeah. on to that and and hoping that uh brighter days are coming it's like a long day of work or a long day of practice and you know you have that one last thing but then your teacher or coach is like you know what like we're cutting out early yeah you guys can go that's it's how good, that's how when feeling. february ends it's yeah like, teachers you know, about to let us out of class a little bit early after just getting throttled by an exam <laughs> yeah <laughs> you're getting throttled all day take what's left of your happiness and move on but uh yeah, man, this is this is number fifty, and um, we have some good news. Actually, we're able to ring the bell. I mean, it it makes sense. You know, it's episode fifty, so we have to celebrate. And we had an individual who must have put two and two together and and gave us another reason to be happy today. So I am happy to announce that we have a new patron, uh, and this brings us to forty patrons. The big That's four awesome. zero on the big five zero. So yeah, um, joining at the five dollar level this week is uh, Laura Schwegel. Uh, so we're very grateful for your contribution, Laura. Uh, we hope you're enjoying the show. You're enjoying the pages and, uh, we're happy to have you here as we are everybody here. So Laura is hopping at the, the, the $5 level and then our $10 top level Legion reads as follows. And we would like to thank today as we do every day. We would like to thank Jerry Seinfeld, Kara Kay, the blue owl, Jade Mercado, Victor Schaefer, release Doug Endy, Wayne Staley, Rachel Corning, Millie, Alexis Shannon, Fuck Soup, What the Fuck's Up, Denny's, Jamie Lynn, Kayla Jean, our number one fan from Australia, 
Marianne, Sonny Mashburn, Sue, Shannon Gorgone, and Laura Nyreen. So I think we've got I think we've got 20 in the top level, and then we have 20 meandering throughout the other tiers. But we've gotten even 40 on the Patreon train, which is uh, just pretty great. good. I'm happy about that. Yeah, that's uh, that's exciting. That's really that's really good. I love I love when new people join in. We've had another good consistent two weeks of adding people. Um, so if you are listening and you want to be hear your name read, or if you want to be a part of um, we do give some exclusive content on Patreon, but mainly it's just a way to support us and for running the page and running this podcast. We have links in our bio, and you will be able to find them easily. And you can go and give two dollars and get yourself a shitty cup of coffee, or yeah, belly up to the bar, or ten dollars. You know, whatever you want to do. And uh, we got some fun things coming, but uh, that would be really helpful if you guys go there. But just listening is is enough for us, absolutely at the start. But then you know, you know. Help us out sometime. Yeah, you can't loiter in the restaurant without ordering something. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> now so, we won't kick anybody out. So that brings us to the meat and potatoes, as we call it. The, the main uh, course, the which main today, course. it's been a little while since we've done a Q&A, and we don't have any rhyme or reason as to when we throw them in. I think we just kind of look at the episodes and the space in between, and then we just kind of decide that, all right, this feels like it's time. And, and it feels mm-hmm. like it's time. It's been been seven or eight weeks since we've done one so for episode 50 we decided to go to the people and see what they want to know and ethan i'm gonna i'm gonna start right off here because this one was just recently submitted actually uh and and we have an instagram follower who wants to know why do i feel a sexual bond between me and grunge bible Mm. i'm looking at it right now uh (laughs) i mean we've been talking about love songs a lot the last two weeks because of the dumb holiday that passed um I mean, there's a lot of, I don't know. I mean, we don't even post, we post, you think they're talking about like Grunge Bible as like an entity? I think I, as an, as, as its own thing, because it's, it, mind you, it's, it's not, not Chris and Ethan. It's yeah, Grunge I saying, Bible. I don't, I don't, yeah, it's Grunge Bible. So it's like a community. It's kind of like a, mm, a sexual bond, not even like a sexual attraction. It's like a. I think it's, it's an emotional, you know, it's yeah, not, it's well, not physical. It's, no, yeah, it's a bond. It's a little bit like a. I don't know. How do you how do you view that, Chris? What do you think? I, I don't really know. I, I feel like it was just kind of one of those things that once it was asked, once it was submitted to us, it just kind of had to be aired aired out for yeah. everyone to hear. But I, I don't really know that I'm able. It's not a question. I, well, it is a question, but it's not one that I have the answer to. So, yeah, I don't know. To, it's a, he says, why do I? I mean, I want to ask yeah. him. I'd be like, yeah, why, so why, why do, do you? you? <laughs> what is the answer? Read, like, can't read your mind. That's not maybe it's like for maybe it's maybe it's like one of those things. Maybe one of us subconsciously, you know, when you're younger and you say, like, all right, like if you're 40 and I'm 40 and neither of us are married, we need to get married. Maybe that's right. like the bond. Like, could be you know, one of those. Grunge Bible is still running in 10 years. We are years consistent. And, we are reliable. And they're so. still yeah, and they're still following. Maybe we have to get married to them or something. And I don't know. Maybe they, maybe, you know, I don't know, man. It's a good question. We need the answer from this man. Yeah, we do. We really do. Um, Tough okay. one. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know. I don't even know what else to say about that. It's, uh, I'm kind of <laughs> lost, but uh, next question. Next question. Um, Chris, who would win in a fight? Kurt or Lane? <laughs> oh, my goodness. So. I mean, I think it, it kind of depends on what type of fight it is. Is this, is this a sanctioned boxing match or, or mixed martial arts, or is, is this a street fight? What are, what are we talking rules, about yeah. here? 
Do we yeah, have? Pretty, do we, is, there, is there any sort of uh, governing body for this fight? You know, I have to say my 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 instinctive reaction is 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 Lane. Um, right. I, I'm I'm not really sure why. I know there was a point where Lane did punch someone in the crowd once. I'm not sure if I ever recall Kurt hopping in, getting into the mix, Axel Rose style into the crowd. But um, okay. yeah, I I, I think I think Lane wins this one. I I don't think it's a blowout. I I think I think Lane would win. Um, just on major decision. I don't I don't foresee any knockouts coming out, but you know. Yeah. I I, I gotta give the nod to Lane. What about you? Yeah, I agree. I don't see Kurt as just a a ruthless fighter. I mean, I think he'd get in there, but I don't think he's going to finish the job like Lane would. Um, I don't really see those two as the top grunge fighters. I think that like Kim, Tile, and I mean, honestly, all of Soundgarden probably be. I would I would not want to see any member of Soundgarden, past or present, in, yeah, in like an alley. I would not want to have them have any sort of score to settle with myself. <laughs> I'm not I mean, coming out of that one. If there was like a round rob, if there was like gangs of New York grunge style, where you had the big four, you had all of Soundgarden or all of Pearl oh, Jam. Sound, Soundgarden's winning. I, Soundgarden's I don't even care. coming out of top. Yeah, yeah. They got it doesn't the matter that they would be outnumbered if they went up against Pearl Jam or, um, you know, even if if Nirvana was allowed to have Pat Smear and even the brothers <laughs> meet. If they, you know, yeah. I, I, you're not you're not beating Soundgarden. I mean, be, I mean, be, you're not even beating Ben Shepard on his own, in my opinion. No, I'm, honestly, a few of those people on their own would be. Like, I mean, can you say the same about Cam or Chris? Yeah, I, I mean, feel like Cam, Chris it, it's it's scary. Got the combat boots, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm just picturing. Yeah, I'm picturing a crossroads and all bands coming together, and you got like Billy Corgan on the rooftop singing over top of it all, and then Radiohead's like in the parking garage, you know, hiding or something. Yeah, they're they're hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> they don't want any part of it. They gotta, they gotta stay away. Uh, this this kind of um, gleans off of that territory. Um, we want to know which which grunge frontman would do the best in a food challenge. Food challenge. So, are we talking about eating, right? Or we are baking? talking or about like, eating. Like, well, I, I mean, like it's like a, a volume thing. Like, who can yeah, eat the most? Like Joey Chestnut style, yeah. like hot dogs. <laughs> exactly. Kobayashi. Get some grunge of that going frontman. On. Um, dang, I really so if think of a mass quantity. I don't really see. No one really pops. No one really comes to mind between the four singers that I think would be really good at. Yeah, it. I'm, I have to say I'm not impressed. I, I have to say I think Nova Selleck would do something weird you, like you, that. You think so? I think, I think Jerry 20. Cantrell would be able to do do <laughs> some damage. <laughs> All right, I think he could. Uh, I don't in know. which well, what would be his forte? Uh, that's uh, chicken what, wings. Yeah, what type of food stuffs are we talking about? That's maybe, maybe chicken wings, but that, that's difficult. You have to have a good strategy down for how you're taking those suckers down. Um, hot dogs. Uh, well, allegedly Jerry Cantrell was suffering from food poisoning at the Unplugged show because of a a hot dog he ate that was not up to not up to code apparently. So Damn maybe maybe he wouldn't want to toe the line at a hot dog eating contest after that. So that's yeah, another one. I'm I'm not really sure how to answer that one. I think Nova Selleck are like yeah. Probably Soundgarden. Some people, I feel like some of the Soundgarden, yeah. like any type of competition. They're, they're the blanket guys. answer for any any <laughs> yeah. sort of who who could who could handle X. They would just be able to take care of it. So yeah, I don't know. That's I an agree. interesting one to think about. Uh, if I would, could you, Chris? So people ask that <laughs> or submit that every single time we do a Q and A. Every single time we put the question box up, there's always there's always between. 10 and 35 references to wood, which Try I mean, we are recording this on a Monday, way. so it is fitting. 
Uh, this is. is the day that the flood begins anew. So I don't know. I mean, it, it changes with the day. You know, if I sometimes I could, sometimes I would. Other times I just won't, and I other times I just can't. <laughs> so today, so, today I kind of lean towards um, not wanting to and not being able to. So sorry if that sorry if that's upsetting. So yeah, I think I I think I could today. Yeah, I think. But, would I? I but, don't know. Yeah, and that's the thing. Even <laughs> even if you could, I don't think I would. So right, it's just not gonna happen. <laughs> Yeah, it's just it's just it's just we'll not going to happen. We'll have to check in next week and see if we can next week. Yeah, maybe maybe we'll have to include that as a part of the uh, the weekly check in. Yeah, I, Chris, have, yeah, I have a qu- that's good. I like that. Yeah, we're going to have to <laughs> include that. The next question I have, I think, is a very integral uh, aspect of this type of activity. And as a as a seasoned concert goer yourself and myself with a with a pretty good lineup upcoming here this spring. Um, let's get your thoughts, Ethan, on the approach to pre-gaming a show specifically pre-gaming in such a way that you don't have to use the restroom during the show and that you're able to able to be present. I mean, this is, this is a classic situation of how closely can you walk next to mm. the sun until you get burnt? Oh man. I have, as I've, I have been Icarus, Chris, I have flown too close to the sun many times. So without going into detail, I mean, I've done it all. I've I've not pre-gamed a show. I've pre-gamed too much, been thrown out of shows. I've been uh yeah, I've been I'll just leave it. I've been thrown out of shows. Yep. <laughs> um, something you and I have some, in common. Sometimes, yeah, sometimes um I don't remember a lot of the show. Um, but it depends for me. It all depends on the venue, what I'm dealing with. If I know if I know the landscape, if it's yeah, you know, how I got there, how I'm, who I'm with and and what band I'm seeing. So Yes. I it, it's I hate to say that it's very like situational, but it yeah. is. Yeah, it is. If it's a it really show is. that if it's a show that I'm tagging along with somebody else, um, I think that I think a good buildup. Oh, dude, it's tough though because what about the openers? Like, how much how much of the openers are you going to be in there for? Like, how long is the show? Because if you're going just for the main act, like if you're skipping the first, then it two, doesn't matter. I mean, you can you well, can do whatever you, you want, little, get away with be, it. Yeah, then you can have a little bit more liberty. Um, ah <laughs> oh man, but then you have like the buying beers during the show, or like yeah. sometimes you Which have that's to. just as much of a, uh, a a tolerance question as it is a financial question because I mean, yeah. they're, they're getting you for $12 a beer, and sometimes they're not even tall boys. And I mean, I mean, you gotta sneak heaven some, forbid you if you want a, a mixed in. drink or something, you're gonna be paying $16, $18 for that yeah. thing. And you gotta sneak in some, sneak yeah, in a flask and sneak in some, some airplane shots. Um, I mean, what, what's your, my, my, I guess my rule of thumb will. Um, I have, I definitely, if I have the opportunity, uh, I like to listen to music and kind of tailgate and, and have, a, you know, a few beers without any rush, zone. you know, be yeah. able to enjoy it. And then right before the show, I will, you know, take down two or three or four yes. um, pretty quickly because, mm-hmm. you know, why not? And then hopefully it'll get me through the first half. And then this, by the, you know, the second half, I'll be able to kind of ride at, ride the wave and just, yes. If I need another pick me up, I'll have something in my pocket, or I can go to the back and get one, and mm-hmm. and then I'll just you know I can enjoy the second half of the show uh, differently than than the first. Yeah, yeah, I I would agree. I I'm I the more shows that I go to, the more of a fan I become of a nice targeted burst right beforehand because you, you you're not you're not going to walk too close to the sun that way. It doesn't take a lot of time, and you go in with some assurance. You're like, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to feel good, and this is going to be the right amount. And you don't have the opportunity to be like, oh, well, maybe I should I should have some more 
then you end up walking too close to the sun. But I would say it very much depends on the act you're going to see. Like you said, whether or not you care about the openers or whether you know about the openers. But I always like to see the openers because sometimes you get some hidden gems or you get uh, right. you get some artists that you didn't you didn't know before. <laughs> and it's been it's been a while since I've gone to a show and I haven't taken away something positive uh, from the opening acts. Um, you know, there's 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 a lot of good music out there and. And I appreciate being able to go and give my attention to the opening acts because I think a lot of times people either don't show up or, or they're talking. And I, I, I like to be present for that uh, and and just take that in as a, as a fan of music. So I, I, I like to certainly be well aware of what, what it is that I'm watching. So I try mm-hmm. try not to walk close at all to the sun these days, especially uh, I have to drive a lot usually about an hour right, each way really to the big, show. So at that, that point you, you go in for the music and that's it. And you know, you have, you have a beer just as a prop uh, yeah. for the show. I'm a big yep. fan of the, the prop beer during the show. You gotta, yeah, you, you gotta, gotta, you gotta holding, do something with your hands. Yeah. You gotta be holding on to something. Yeah. About to raise something. And yeah, you exactly. gotta be able to, yeah, that's, that's important. Um, it's a I'm good sure question. there's someone out like, there listening who has some sort of hack or some yeah. sort of secret strategy. I would love, I'd love to hear it because, well, I think that maybe, maybe, improve. yeah, I'm, I'm thinking about, I'm thinking about kind of writing some stuff down and being more prepared next time. I might come in with a, a kind of a game plan of what, uh, you know, maybe like a guide or, you know, it'd be kind of, yeah. be kind of fun or somebody could definitely make a really cool guide. Like, all right, if you know, if, if this con, if this band is like, <laughs> it's like between a sliding a, scale, yeah, a one <laughs> Proceed to, five, to step three. <laughs> yes. Yes. Like, Oh, you know, you know, 20% of their discography. Well, that means you can get, 70% drunk before the show. Oh wait, you know this much, you need to do it during the show. Yeah, yeah. that could be that could be some fun Please analytics. Pass, go there. and collect $200. <laughs> and that's not even getting into um, you know, other substances and stuff that Right. And maybe you know. maybe this is the reason why we have this show and this following is we could really pioneer some sort of guide for this type of uh how to approach shows. How to in, in think about the festival talk you could get into. Oh, I mean, man. that's a whole different So I've, I I I I've never I've never been to a festival at this point. I haven't been to a traditional festival either. No. I've I've backed out of a few, like a few things that mm. just didn't work like for a lot of financially scheduling and just it's just always difficult for me and um I've never done like the camping and doing the whole 3 day thing and I'm Yeah. I don't know, I need to. It's tough. It is. It's tough. That that's a true test of your uh your your strategy making ability and also your your discipline to stick to the the pre the preconceived strategy. I mean, that's once you get in there, man. The I mean, POA. Yes, you have to have a plan of attack, which is uh, we are we are well versed in that. Uh, yeah, that's that's interesting. We're gonna have to do so, some homework on this. I, I'm willing to go into the field and conduct some research. I I do have four shows that I'm going to in the month of March. So. That was my next my next question was I had wrote that down too. Is um, what's on deck, Chris? What what are you looking forward to? And maybe we can. I mean, honestly, maybe we can get into those concerts. How are you going to feel for them? But I want to know what, where you're going because I have a few lined up as well. Absolutely. So March is going to be a busy month for me. So um, I am traveling at the beginning of the month to go see my brother who lives in Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh, and then I'm returning back to the Northeast and I have two concerts the following week. Uh, I'm seeing Lucy Dacus in Providence, Rhode Island. And then I'm seeing John Mayer in Boston, Massachusetts. And then right after that, um, I'm coming down to Alabama. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to get together. We're going to get the band back together for about four or five days. 
Uh, And then after that, I'll return and I have two more shows. I am seeing Car Seat Headrest in Boston, Massachusetts. And then I close out this little mini run in March. I'm seeing Soccer Mommy in Providence, Rhode Island. Uh, Back-to-back nights, uh, Car Seat Headrest and Soccer Mommy, as are Lucy Dacus and John Mayer. So I'm going to be burning the candle at every imaginable end for a solid 21 to 25 days. Which which show are you most excited for, can you say? (sighs) So... I think I think it's Lucy Dacus to be honest. Um, I've seen Soccer Mommy before; it was fun. Um, I've not seen John Mayer before, but I'm going to a large arena. It's like a seventeen thousand seat arena, and, and you know my my seats are they're up in the bleeds. Um, so yeah, I'm, I think it's got to be Lucy Dacus. I don't know what to expect about car seat headrest. I'm not really sure what the clientele for that for that uh, for that show is going to be, but I, I'm excited for it. I'm 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 here to experience it. Um, so if I had to power rank them, I think Lucy Dacus, John Mayer, car seat headrest, and then soccer mommy, just because I've seen soccer mommy before and she hasn't put out any new music, uh, between my initial, um, attendance and and this show, but it'll be a good time anyways. Any tickets that you, uh, put off buying, but once you feel like you're like, once you have a good window, you're like, yeah, I'll put, and just basically Wait, I don't know. Wait till you can rationalize a little better. Yeah, I'm I'm usually the opposite. If there if there's a chance that I'm gonna want to go to a show, I just buy the ticket because usually yeah. you're buying three, four months in advance. You're like by the time by the time the show comes, the for the 30, 40, 50 bucks you've spent is relatively insignificant. So usually I you, you buy now and you figure it out later, you ask questions later, you you dump them later. But um yeah, all of these I, I've had purchased for, for quite a long time. And I actually I just bought I just bought another another ticket to go see a show in, in May because uh, you just showed me uh, Tomberlin and her music. Yeah. And uh, I saw she just announced a tour and, and she's playing in Boston uh, in May. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to buy a ticket. It's like $15. You know, I yeah. spend I piss away $15 on stuff a lot, a lot less worse, significant yeah. than that. <laughs> Heck yeah. yeah. I was I was I was happy to hear that. Um, yeah. that's such a steal of a concert. I wish that's that I wish she was coming admission. close. Yeah. I wish she was coming close to me. So I guess see her. That's really good. I'm um, excited for that. Really I have, excited. yeah, I have, I think I just have two. I just bought, I just bought some tickets like two nights ago, actually. Okay. And some stuff just got, came out, but I, I have tickets to see Modest Mouse in April, which yes. I'm very excited for. I'm nervous about it. Cause we've talked about it before. Everybody mm-hmm. knows our feeling toward the band, but um, they have a history with their live shows that can be, you know, really good, hit or miss, you know, re- really hit or miss. So I'm nervous, but I'm really excited. And then uh, Rainbow Kitten Surprise, they have two dates in July here in Birmingham. Mm-hmm. And nice. Um, I said that I would, I, I've, I've talked about seeing, uh, I've talked about them and how good they are live. And I said I would always get tickets if they came back. It's kind of tough. I'm going to have to go back to Pennsylvania that same week. It's going to be pretty tight. But I bought the tickets because same thing. I can always sell them or do yeah, something. I think you're good for it. Yeah, and uh, I have some friends that are going, and then also have some other friends that are going to Red Rocks and seeing them the next oh, week. And nice. I was like, oh my gosh! I was like, I can't have like all of these people around me see them. I was like, I, I need to get you, tickets. Yeah, you have to hop on the train too. Yeah, so I got tickets. I'm really excited for them. They're they're phenomenal. Very um, nice. And then Oliver Tree is playing in Atlanta is the closest one. I really want to, I'm really debating and trying to figure out if I can go to that. And then another, one other show that's pretty interesting, just because I saw Jackass, Steve-O is coming to Birmingham. 
No and way. He does. He. I don't know if you know this, but he's he's one a very fascinating human being. Um, I've watched like. I mean, obviously, watch all the Jackass videos, and then watch this documentary. Basically, he was, you know, he's just on drugs doing these tricks and stunts for like thirty years, and then he yeah. got completely sober, and he's been sober for like twenty years. I long think, time, or, like, very 15, very impressive. Fifteen twenty years, and he totally and like and watching the stuff that he does, I can't believe he's still alive and looks pretty healthy. And all like he's done right. so so many drugs, and so now he does stand up comedy, but he like does stunts on stage or he like well also like one of the things is he <laughs> i think that he he um skydives naked and try <laughs> this is pretty vulgar I'm, I'm pretty positive he like skydives naked and tries to like get off and then he like talks about it on stage i don't know like he like they have a video and he like, commentates on himself doing a crazy stunt that is not it, something I want to tune into uh, to hear about the progress of that attempt. <laughs> yeah, and he just does like I, I don't know. He's just this random like he's a he's a performer in in so many ways. So I'm intrigued by the op- for the idea of him coming. I need to look in uh, look into it a little bit more and see if anybody wants to go with me. But yeah, might have to. Yeah, when in when in Rome. Yeah. All right, back to back to the people and what they have to ask. Back to the people. I, I have a good one here, and it's something that I, I spent a little bit of time thinking about, and I actually had a conversation about this recently. Um, but the question is, do you think there will ever be a regional rock movement again? And I'm just going to jump right in. I think the internet gives and the internet takes away because I think it's – if something has any sort of legs within a region, it's going to travel very quickly because of the internet. And I think that thus – takes away from the regional or the geographic constraints to a sort of movement. I mean, there's always, there's always underground factions, but I think, you know, if we're comparing and contrasting what, how it used to be pre-internet versus now, um, I, I don't think, I don't think it, it, it'll ever happen that way again. I mean, obviously everything's going to have a birthplace if there's some sort of stylistic sound or, um, various parameters that become popular in an area. I just think things have legs a lot more easily because everybody's posting about everything. And and it's a good thing because, you know, you spread your horizons that way, but yeah, I don't know. I I don't know if there will ever be a traditional, this is the scene and it's just in this city in these five clubs where these 10 bands are playing all the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I just think about, Seattle specifically and what it would have been like if the internet was how it is now would yeah. they have had the two three years of build up before it kind of broke out or would have yeah they probably would have just kind of popcorned a few different bands that did you know doing their things very similar similarly because of uh, the influence and it would have took the regional aspect away from it so yeah it, I agree it would probably a lot harder nowadays um, to really like get to a a large, I don't know, following larger than, yeah, to make it substantial. Yeah. Um, it's interesting though. I, I love that question. Um, I love the regional, I love regional support. I just, just last week I was, like I said, I was in talking with Thomas Roller, the German javelin thrower, and he talked about regional sponsors because, you know, they're very, in Europe, the countries are a lot smaller than the U.S. So Certainly. it's it's viewed... I mean, same as states, but it, it's hearing him talk about the regional and how how things are operated. It, it's it was it was pretty unique and it was pretty cool and it made me think a lot more 
Um, I've been thinking about that a lot more lately. Yeah. I, I think it's a good thing because I mean, that's how perspectives are shared. That's how different techniques or, or different abilities are shared. And, and I just think that aspect of community just because it can reach further, I don't think makes it any less genuine. Uh, you know, if people are in it for the right reasons and if people are supporting one another and, and just being open to what different people are creating, I, I think it's a cool thing. I mean, I, I don't think I never, not once have I ever been one of those people is like, Oh, if I could go back in a second, I would. I mean, I think, I think the internet and the connectivity it brings in the modern era does more good than it does harm. But I mean, it's like any technology you're given this thing and, and there's no guidebook on how to use it and you can just as easily use it for good as you can for bad. So it's, it's up to the individual, which we've obviously seen it used for good and we've seen it used for bad. So I guess it's, um, it's up to you whether you want it to be good, whether you want it to be genuine, but I don't know. I mean, it just goes, you know, it also kind of stems into the thought of will rock bands and rock music become a musical focus again? And I, I think, you know, things come back around. Things, things always come back around. Full circle. Yeah. Full circle. Always full circle. It's all chance. Um, it's all chance, man. You don't realize that until, until you do. Yeah. And then you, once you realize it, you can't go back. Um, you can't go back. Chris, uh, question coming from Metamot. Uh, do you come from Seattle? I've never been to Seattle. You've never also been. never been to Seattle. What's the closest you've been to Seattle? Not close. Uh, Palo Alto, California. That, that's not really close. I, I haven't been to Oregon. I haven't been to Montana. I haven't been to Washington State. Not Alaska. I haven't been to British Columbia. Not close. <laughs> <laughs> never been <laughs> not even close that's it <laughs> i'm not i'm not from seattle either but i have been i was there last summer you have been that's right yeah i forgot wow yeah yeah it's near beer to, i need i need to get there yeah that's it's, it's um, not it's not on the agenda right now though maybe uh maybe one day yeah good question good question <laughs> good question here's here, here's another one. Oh, so there, there are two questions that are kind of similar um and uh, the the first one right here wants to know, um, they want to know, is it bad to get quote unquote stuck in the 90s grunge era? I'm 21 and I love the music, but my friends don't. And no, I, I don't think that's bad. I mean, you listen to whatever you want to listen to. Um, you, there's no such thing as getting stuck because it's just where you choose to spend your time. You know, if you're enjoying it, it's certainly not a destructive thing. Um, you know, if your friends are giving you shit for staying in one genre for too long, fuck that. I mean, do, do what you want. And, and that kind of leads into this other question. What is more annoying, the posers or the elitists? Mm -hmm. That's a good What's question. Um, I, I know where I stand on this. I, I'm about ready for a soapbox rant here. Yeah. I was going to, I was going to quick touch on the first question. Yeah. Um, yeah. What do you think about that? Well, I think. That if you're 21, I don't think you can be stuck on, you know. No, I mean, you're, you're young. Yeah, def definitely not. Yeah, definitely not stuck on it. Um, especially because we can't be stuck and we're, we're five, six years older than that. So if we can't be stuck, you, you can't. Yeah, and I don't think that, I mean, and it's also something, I mean, it's it's when we weren't alive for. It, so, I mean, I think right. being stuck on something would be like, I don't know, the first first thing that you grew up with and 
that yeah. time and place. But yeah, I don't think so. I, I think that it's kind of nice to have a different liking than your friends because that means you get to enjoy. You have the opportunity to enjoy what they're saying, what they're liking, and maybe show them something new. And that's music discovery. So exactly. Um, yeah, I don't think that you're ever really stuck on stuff. Like you said, if you're there on purpose, you're not stuck. Exactly. Um, you're the and captain. Then, so the elitist versus the posers. This is cool. <laughs> the uh, battle to end all battles. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm just thinking like, oh, who do I dislike more? Um, I guess I had a, oh, to both, both degrees can be irritating. Um, man, I don't, I, I think that, I think I get irritated with posers a little bit more. I think I do. That elitist like my heart because a lot of times, like I'm just thinking about like tool and their elitist fans. And like, I just don't understand. I think you said something, you texted me the other day and you're just like, you know, I was like, I don't get it, but they do. And I'm okay with that. (laughs) And like, unless it's, unless they're like calling me a poser for also liking it. But if like somebody is being, yeah, like much better. Like, that's yeah, I don't know. It's that's their prerogative, and uh, I don't get it. So I'm glad someone does. <laughs> but maybe like posers, I guess, can get on my nerves if yeah. if it doesn't quite. I don't know. It depends how I feel about. It. I feel like the problem is the posers only irritate me if I'm an elitist in it or something like that. <laughs> Basically, like like yeah. it, it, with coffee, whichever if, you're, whichever group you're in in the scenario, you don't yeah. like the other group. Yeah, I would yeah. say if I'm in if I'm in the middle, like you know jam band, like if I'm like I, I don't, both. Yeah, well, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but um, how about you, Chris? I know you're, I can. Okay. I can so s- I'm going to say my, the difference in our answers is going to be almost entirely informed by the fact that I probably spend most of the time patrolling the comments on grunge Bible, uh, especially relative to the time that you might spend there. Um, I fucking hate the music elitists. I, I can't stand them. And I'll even go as far to wager and uh, in, in to say that I don't really think there are posers. I, I don't think that's a thing. I don't give a shit that there's 14 year olds out there wearing Nirvana smiley face shirts that don't know who Chris Novoselic is. I I don't care. I really don't care. What what I care about is I fucking hate the people that are like, oh, you can't do that or you can't listen to this. You can't like this. You weren't alive. You know, mm-hmm. I, it's not that serious, man. There's so many people. I do hate when people there. ask. I, I mean, I hate when people resp- like someone asks, "Hey, what song is this?" And it's you know, "Black Hole Sun" or something. And somebody's like, "Really?" And they comment, like, "How like, do you, you not know, know that?" Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't, it doesn't matter. You, like, there was a the time kid, where you didn't know that. The either. kid might be ten years old. I don't know. Like, yeah. there's probably a well, reason it's, that it's they just don't. Like, it's, it's one of those things that I think we all, at one point or another, had an experience in our lives where somebody somewhere along the line made us feel embarrassed because we didn't know something about something. Why do you want to make other people feel like that? I mean, I remember being a kid, like about some, whatever, you know, somebody was like, Oh, you don't know what that is. Do you? And it's, it's not fun to be in that position. So why, why put other people in that position instead, share, share your fandom with them, share your excitement, because if they're, even if they're feigning excitement about it, who knows, maybe you'll trick them and they'll actually like it after a while. Just be nice to people. It's not, not fucking hard. Not hard. Mm-hmm. that's where yeah. i stand on when that. people get yeah. ugly with it that yeah, that's no that's no fun that takes away yeah. a lot of the joy um yeah yeah really I, I agree i agree with that the gatekeeping side of music yeah it's no good oh it always comes up yeah it's no good um we don't Chris, spend time in that do you area. have an opinion on 311 
Um, no. <laughs> The only thing, my only I know that the date them, is coming up soon. And we had yes, to post that's them. The, so I, I post them. I post them only on March the 11th, and I forget what their most popular song is. Amber. Amber. That's, that's the, the one only that I song. Post. It's the song I hate the most by them. Yeah, that's the one that I post every yeah, I year. I hate that you post it every year. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I hate that song. So I don't. <laughs> I do I don't like know. the band. They got a lot of good stuff. But that's okay. Song well, is... that's the thing. I'm not. Um, I think I know their song from Chaos. That's the only other 311 song I know. Um, my yeah. opinion on them is just it's uninformed. So I so far I, I don't I don't love it. I think well, let's put it this way. There's a reason why I haven't spent time listening to them. Because I've been aware of them for a long time, but I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm just a liar. Maybe, maybe I, gotta, I gotta give them a shot. Oh man, that's good. You do you? It sounds like you have an opinion on Three Eleven. Yeah, I, I grew up. I, I hated that song from the first time I heard it. It was overplayed on the radio, and I really, yep. really hated it. But um, I did get more into the genre of kind of reggae rock and like ska. And, I listen to their mm-hmm. other stuff, and their other stuff is pretty good. I like, you know, Beautiful Disaster is really good, and they have a, they have some really cool I I stuff. Know that one. Yeah, they have some cool stuff. I just can't stand that song. Yeah. So at three eleven, they're good, um, they're cool, but I am jaded because of that. I don't, I don't know why. It's just some songs, some songs you just can't get over the hump of, like you know, some you know, I, I it don't takes understand. a while sometimes. Yeah, like I wish that you could really. You can hide songs on Spotify, I think on playlists, but not actually like. Right, I think you can thumb them down or something. Or I don't, I don't. Can you still thumb down? I don't know. I, I, I wish, used to be able to do that. I wish there was. I wish I had more capability to shut out songs in you Spotify. Can separate. You don't yeah, want anything to do with them. <laughs> I want to be able to delete them from my profile and. <laughs> you um, want nothing to do with them. This this question right here uh, kind of uh, tickles my fancy a little bit. Um, but I'm not quite sure that I, I have the bandwidth at this point. Um, but someone wants to know, is grunge a sound mm. or is it a state of mind? Yeah, I saw that. Um, yeah, this is tough when you don't, if you feel like you don't have the bandwidth. I'm going to, I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to say grunge is a sound. <laughs> I'm just going to go. I think, cause maybe, I, I think maybe the state of mind may be a little more elaborate. I think, I think the sound I do like, I mean, Mud Honey is a, is a, is a band that is, uh, that is grunge and it, they are, they are a very distinct sound. So, uh, grunge is Mud Honey sound period. That's I don't great. know. What do you think? Gr- I, I think it's neither. I think grunge is a flannel shirt that you bought for $75 from JC Penny. Damn, $75 from JC Penny. I didn't know yep. these things mixed. We're all posers and sellouts. We might as well own it. <laughs> no, I, I don't know. I I think it's a I think it's a sound created by the members of Mud Honey. Yeah, I mean like yeah, I try to think like, oh, that's so grunge. That's not even I don't like getting into the the genre is a state of mind because it gets it it already sounds a little too gatekeepy to me. State of mind is is a weird way to put it. Maybe yeah, like because then uh, that means that's an, it's an, it's something that encompasses your your daily action, right? Yeah, it's like a the way you think. You occupy the way you think. Yeah, like like I know when people say, "Oh, that's really grunge of you to you know be dirty or something." Like, <laughs> not shower. that's not really like that's not like a state of mind. That's just like no, it's it's just a decision. choice. It what kind of like yeah, your decision like. I don't know. I don't know. I, Tough I, to I, call. I, I guess it's a sound. Yeah, it's, I can't it's, call it for you. It's mud honey. It's mud honey. Yeah. Well, you already knew that if you've been listening to this podcast. Um, let's see. 
Chris, if you could, if you could bring back any artist from the grave, who who would you bring back? This is any, tough. I any, don't, any artist. So it any artist. It doesn't so I'm need not to confined, be. I'm not confined to grunge, which is great. And we'll say um, that they come back for a day. You have 24 hours. You just um, get one day with them? Yeah. I mean, it didn't really specify, so I'm going to make the parameters. Okay. You get a day. You have 24 hours. Um, you can you know, make your piece, ask any questions. They're going to be very cooperative. They can put on a show, whatever. And then when the 24 hours go by, you guys are going to shake hands, and then they're going to leave your life. So basically... You know, it's having dinner with a famous person, I guess, right. but it's an extended yeah. version of that. Because that's the thing. Um, I think it becomes a very different process to figure it out, whether it's <laughs> who do you get to see live or who do you get to see, <laughs> spend a day with this person. John so Lennon. I, I, I'm, in, I'm inclined to choose someone who's not an asshole like John, John Lennon. Lennon. I mean, I'm, not, I'm not bringing him back anytime <laughs> soon. I would, I mean, if I had to bring back... Uh, you know, well, two of them are still living, but I mean, it's a no-brainer. I'm bringing back George a hundred times over before I bring back John. I just think, I mean, George George was so inquisitive, I think, and, and so so quiet, but I don't know if he's my pick. Um, I'm inclined to think about bringing back Alan Wilson from Canned Heat, mm-hmm. uh, the blind that's, owl. I'm, I'm inclined one. to think about him. I'm inclined to think about Jimi Hendrix, obviously. Um, but yeah, I this this is a tough question. It's yeah. really tough. Yeah. Because I mean, you could go even deeper and you want to bring back Robert Johnson, the old the old blues man who made the deal with the devil at the crossroads. Maybe I'll bring him back, find out if he really made that deal or not. <laughs> yeah, holy shit. Towns Van Zant. <sighs> Towns would be a good one. Wow. You know what? I think I might bring back Towns Van Zant. Yeah, I think that'd be really I'd be really good. I'm even thinking about like I know this is this is kind of branching off a little bit, but like I would really love to talk to Robin Williams and have him here for a day. Yeah. Um, and Chris Farley, I'm, you know, I know it's kind of, it's kind of moving into actors, but like, you know, you just think about people that have passed away. Interesting people. Yeah. Interesting people. Exactly. Obviously. I mean, it would be cool to have Kurt back for a day and to talk and hear him and stuff, but there's other guys. Andrew Wood would be. Andrew Wood would be really, yeah, really, really good. Um, yeah, man. The what? The I guess my answer is is not John Lennon. Yeah, no. Bring back other. Bring back someone else. It'll be all right. Bring back Prince. It's a good one. Tom Petty yeah. too. Yeah. Oh, Tom Petty. You saw Tom Petty. I did see Tom Petty. That's pretty a couple awesome. Months before he died, it was it was very awesome. Yeah, that was that was a really good show. That's that's a tough question, you know, because there's not there's not even one line of thinking that could inform my potential answer but i love i love questions like that to think about i love spending large amounts of time trying to solve questions that really have no answer yeah so these have all been uh really interesting questions i hope we've done a good job uh, answering them having some fun with it we got one last question this one is submitted by me uh, Chris, I want to, <laughs> nice. I want to, I want to know, um, cause I was thinking about it earlier and we've talked about it a little bit, but, uh, what constitutes good taste in music? And this could be, I love this question. Yeah. Like when you kind of, cause there are people that when I say have good taste, you immediately think of like, I don't know, four or five people. You're like, yeah, they have good taste. I yes. trust them. Um, so why, why do you trust these people with their taste in music? What does that, what does that mean? I think there's two components that I think have to be there and then everything else there's probably a hundred different ways to get to having good taste. But I think number one, 
you have to be passionate about music. And number two, and this is the most important, I think you have to have an open mind mm -hmm. uh, in terms of, I don't really think you can, you can go into something saying, I don't like this type of music because I think most people, because just thinking anecdotally of the, like you said, I have four or five people that I value, for example, when they share music on their, their Instagram story and I'll click on it, or I will send music back and forth and we'll chat about it. Um, they spend a lot of time in a lot of different musical areas and they're clearly passionate about it. And I think you just can't be afraid to go into places musically where you don't know a lot of stuff. Um, I think, I think that's what constitutes it. And, and, and something when we interviewed Eric Lederman, he said that stuck with me, um, you know, he, he said, if someone has good taste in music, you, you don't, it doesn't mean that you like everything that they, that they share, but they can share something that you don't like, but you can still recognize that they, yeah. just, they just have good taste. So I don't know. I think it starts with those two things. And I think it, after that, it's just time. You just spend time finding out different things that you like and, and exploring mm -hmm. it. And, and, and not, not in terms of, Oh, because you need to know a lot, but just because you just spend time because it's something that you're passionate <clears throat> about. And I think we yeah. all devote time to our passions. So I think, I think that's kind of what it is for me. It's it's just it's passion and an open mind. If you have both yeah. of those things, over time you're going to develop a really really good and interesting taste that you'll be able to enrich your life with and share with others that also have those components. So what what about you? Where does where does your thought process lead you on this? So, I think that the people that I believe have good taste, every time I talk to them, um, it's like they listen to music and what they do is, well, one, they usually listen thoroughly. So they'll listen to an album fully through and then they not, they don't just say they like music, but they go like, this is why they always have a reason. So they always kind of like dig deeper. So they're very thorough in their listens and then they have a reasoning um, one way or another. And, or just, you know, and just kind of like searching for those reasons allow you to understand and appreciate things more. Certainly. So I think that, yeah, the main thing is that um, they're really thorough and they can kind of go through and they've listened to a lot of music. They put their time in. And um, and I think that when, when I think that somebody, the, the follow-up is like, what does bad taste mean? I think that, yeah, the follow-up is like, uh, you know, not, you know, like a shallow, a shallow listen to certain aspects um, in music and like in the art can be, it's just, you know, you're not getting the whole picture and, and it doesn't allow you to maybe uh, get there with certain bands and certain songs for non no other reason than you just haven't spent enough time there or right. spent enough time with the lyrics and the, the the sound. So I think the main thing is, like you said, passion and then just having time with the music. So um, which makes sense because I guess saying that somebody's good has good taste in music is kind of like saying they're musically intelligent. You know, yeah. it's like it's basically saying that and be like, yeah, the well like they, read in a way. Yeah, it's yeah, exactly. It's like they're a historian um, within the music genre. So, yeah, that would be my main thing. Like, usually, people that like you or my other fr couple friends, or hopefully me for you, like you just know that we've listened to a good amount of music and absolutely, uh, we have good stuff to compare it to. Yeah, definitely. That's that's a really good question and. And honestly, I think out of anything that anyone could ever compliment me on, on this, on this earth, yeah. someone tells you you have good taste in music. Um, yes. That's always really, really um, 
makes me and smile. A lot of st- Speaking yeah. of which, um, another thing that makes me smile. So, so I've uh, we've we've gotten two messages over the last couple of weeks, and um, they both said virtually the same thing. And in my opinion, this is the greatest compliment that you and I could both get, but as a result of choosing to do this show. And uh, we had two people reach out to us and, and basically thank us for doing the show and ba- basically just say that when they're listening to the show, they feel like they're listening to their friends chat about music and we're all just having a conversation. That And that really made me smile. Um, mm-hmm. Just the thought of people that we don't know uh, in real life, they don't have any prior allegiance to us that, you know, they weren't, we didn't grow up with them or anything. And they, they can plug into this show and, and listen and they feel like, they feel like we're we're all chatting amongst friends because I, I go into that hoping that that's what people feel like and it's cool for people to, to to tell us so it made me smile it is we love getting those messages I, I do agree getting getting that compliment of like you know just listening to you guys the time goes by fast it's just good conversation yeah. um I think that we both yeah we both kind of put value in like our ability to that's what matters to me enjoy conversation yeah yeah exactly it's what matters it's what we enjoy the most in this life i think so that's that's really is really exciting and we're all we're all trying to to fill up one another's cups because uh we cannot fill our cups completely ourselves right that's we're on a mission um yeah that's that's good so i think that might that might take us the end of the q a for today on that yeah we're coming up to an hour so uh, we have our songs of the week that we need to get to um, before we head off for the last sign off for the last time in February. Thank God. Thank um, the Lord. He's so out there. If we're doing songs of the week this week, let me pull up my most recent. See what. Oh, yeah. This is a. Uh, I know. Oh, I'll, I'll he go knows. first. Yeah. I, I, know. I always appreciate how you do the song of the week in real time. Because I, I freak out about it about five minutes before we start, and then I decide on one, and then you're just like, screw it, man, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll figure it out at the time. So It's pretty, yeah, I mean, I, I sometimes I know before, but usually, like like I said, this is the most accurate thing, because as I listen during the week, I just, I heart certain songs, and I don't Certainly. heart a lot of songs, but I know yeah. I know when I need to heart them, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, when you and know, I you just, know. Because I don't, uh, you're more of a playlist guy, so I, I think totally. rather than rather than like songs, you put them into a playlist. A yes, certain that's playlist. what I do. So I, I consult my 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 most recent playlist for song mm-hmm. of the week. And I'm kind of the opposite. I don't I don't really make the playlist. I just like things. So my big like list is like 600 songs, but it's just a big old playlist. That's a good list, and I can bounce. Yeah. So anyway, so this one um, we've been we've been listening to this guy for a couple of months, but I think recently we've had another kind of awakening. And the song is Microwave Dinner by PD. And this song just rocks. He's he's a an artist. I'm actually not sure where he's from, but he's like a comedian on on like Instagram, but he has this like kind of emo, you know, punk alternative rock band where it's very synth-based and it's kind of poems and kind of you know that. Like a stream of lyric. consciousness type yeah. thing going on. Yeah, it's like it's just like a diary and just very real uh, lyrics and just kind of yeah, stream of consciousness. And um, we've we've texted about it a few times. And this song, Microwave Dinner, is I don't know, just another just a great song. It has a, they always have really nice builds and they just kind of are really lyrically stimulating. And we we enjoyed a couple conversations this week. 
and it's totally worth a listen. Um, so yeah, I'm going to put it on the list. That is incredible. And uh, if you're watching on YouTube, as soon as Ethan said that, I, I had a big old smile on my face because my song of the week is also <laughs> Microwave Dinner by Petey. Um, yeah, Let's Ethan, go. And, and this ties in perfectly to the last question that we talked about is, you know, what constitutes good taste? Because you're right at the forefront for me in terms of friends that I have and people that I know that I view as having good taste and I value their suggestions and what they're listening to. And, and this was, this was a suggestion uh, on your part, uh, his PD's lean into life album. And uh, I, I, I span it a few times uh, front to back and microwave dinner was the one that, that popped right out at me. And I just love how there's in, within one song, it's, it can sound so different at points and it's a little rough around the edges. He's not afraid to be rough around the edges with his, with his, uh, vocal delivery and and the writing is just I mean, I'm I'm a sucker for I'm a sucker for right. l- lyricism and, and and poetry and and rhetoric and oh man this this one's just so great you know microwave dinner talking about you know who do you want to be you know you're sitting there and you have to decide what path you're going to take and and there's um earlier on in the song I mean I don't even know what what stanza or verse it's in but it's like all one verse, you know. Yeah, exactly. It's just it's just one verse. It's life. It's just yeah. it's just it's just who you are. And um is with this song, I was every listen I was picking out a different part and it would just make my jaw drop. And then most recently it was towards the beginning of the song and uh the lyrics are, Yeah, I guess I'm just a bit of a goofball, but we don't joke around like we used to. It's hard to have a laugh when you feel the truth, when you feel another path laid in front of you. And I imagine I think Petey is is similar to our our age, you know, late twenties and mid twenties, late twenties, and there's a lot of that. There's a lot of paths in front of you, and and it's tough. It's tough to ch- to choose. It's tough to know which is the right one. And and that lyric really made me think of um, of a Neil Young lyric in his song "Comes a Time," and and his lyric is "Ain't it funny how you feel when you're finding out it's real?" And there's just that overarching theme that you know any song that discusses that, I think because I'm around that age where you really, you've decided at least partially who you want to be. And now's the time you got to start putting your chips on the table to try to get there. And it's for real. And you're playing for keeps nowadays. And you know, who do you want to be? You wake up every day and yeah. you, know, you closer, you further away. And you know, you're, you're, you're always traveling in one direction, either closer or further away. And this song really, really really just kind of drove that home again in, in the best way possible and, and the whole album really um but pd yeah. is cooking up some good stuff yeah. i'm, I'm happy i know a, i know his music later in the song one of my favorite favorite lines and just the thought process is like he says um have you ever told a lie just for the hell of it and then it, you know nothing important just some inconsequential shit and he talks about it and it's like it's like, yeah, I don't know why we do this. I think life gets pretty hard sometimes and we lie to get through it. And it's just, I don't know. It's just the way it's like, you know, it's, I can just see like sitting there talking with somebody when you're young, like, have you ever told a lie? And it's like, well, not really. Just like, you know, maybe change the date or change the name yeah. of something. Like, it's like, why, you know, why I would do that? And, you know, those types of, it's just like real life conversations, real life thoughts that can, you can take and go so many different ways like you talked about the paths and how yeah it's a stream of consciousness it's like kind of these are just his songs that has like checkpoints and or has like starting blocks 
for like some conversation and thoughts and yeah, uh, man, I love that. And and I think part of part of the this song in particular, be the, the that hit me was it's not like there's one path that we all want and then there's fifty others that we don't want. We simultaneously, I think, are always wanting what is down several different paths, but you can't you can't go to all of them. You can't go to one. If you if you travel t- closer to one, you're gonna go further away from the other. And and this song really captures that feeling, I think, for me. And and I don't know, you know, at risk of sounding too philosophical, uh, speaking about this song, it's 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 a good one to listen. And right, I think if you can if you can have an open mind about how, I guess, abrasive it sounds at times. PD's music. I mean, it's it's really 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 good. Uh, he's been one of my favorites the last week and yeah. uh, I don't see that changing anytime soon. So this is, this is a first Ethan this is the first time nice. we've had song of the week uh, be, be the same, the same song. And I love the song so much. I'm not going to change it. This, this yeah. is my song. Do I of the put week, it on twice? Do I, do I put the song on twice? I think we might have to fuck it. Yeah. yeah let's I'll put it on twice. <laughs> it'll be on there twice. So, <laughs> so the people yeah. know. So yeah, that is, um, you know, I hate to give homework here, but 50 episodes in, I'd like to give that as a homework assignment to listen listen to this song and uh see what you think if you like it if you don't yeah. like it but uh, we we liked it and, and we sure hope you do as well uh just as we sure hope you enjoy this episode that we just laid out in front of you uh this is our 50th one and um yeah we're very happy, happy. it's good stuff we're, yep we're very happy to be doing this um again we want to thank all of our listeners uh if you listen on spotify apple Wherever you find your podcasts, um, we're very appreciative. Leave a comment or a review if possible. That helps the algorithm, helps helps get the word out, help, yeah. keeps keeps the buzz around the Grunge Bible that keeps podcast. Keeps Zuck well fed. That's right. And, um, and, of course, we can't go by without thanking our wonderful producer, Drew McFadden. He does a good job, a really good job. And that's a really, why, really good job. I mean, he, he's the reason that we're still doing this because... Uh, if we had to do all this, we definitely would have missed a week. <laughs> if or two. we had to do all of this, we wouldn't we have would. done all of this. <laughs> it would have been the age old question. We neither like, could or would. <laughs> it would be the age old question. You got to kill kill us or shut the fuck up. And yep. we decided to shut the fuck up. Yeah, and, we would have and... shut the fuck up. So <laughs> thanks to Drew for uh, allowing us to enter the game and for keeping us in the game. It's a uh, it's a very very important aspect of this. More important than any of our thoughts or opinions that we decide to share with you. So we will be back next week for the first episode of March. We cannot wait. We're going to be in such better spirits. And uh, I mean, we're, you know, just because February's done. So yeah, getting ready to That's, celebrate the Grunge Bible podcast's first birthday. It's coming up, coming up, Chris. up soon. Can't wait. I can't, I can't wait. I'm excited for that. That's another thing I'm looking forward to in March. So wherever you are, I hope you're doing well. I hope you enjoyed the last hour of your time. Thank you for inviting us into your spaces, wherever they may be. And we look forward to chatting with you on episode 51 next week. But until then, take care, enjoy rock and roll, stay heavy, do whatever you got to do, man. Let's follow up of each other's cups. All the superlatives, yes. Let's take it up. easy, guys. See ya. Be well.